<laughs> well, hello, boils and ghouls. It's me, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And I wanted to do a special shout-out to the retro game guys, Zach, Dustin, Alex, and JP. I see you over there. <laughs> They're doing my favorite Horror Day-themed episode. That's right, the Halloween-themed episode this year. And they're playing the game Splatterhouse. Sounds like a scream, kiddies. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> Hey friends, welcome to the Retro Game Guys podcast and the third episode of our second season. Usually right here is where I introduce myself and the other guys, but for our special Halloween themed episode today, I called in a special guest to do the honors of introducing us in the game we're going to play. How cool was that, man? That was awesome. Right. <laughs> like the Crypt Keeper. The Crypt Keeper. On our show. Introducing Splatterhouse. Yeah. So by the way, a little trivia about our friend John Kassir there. He was also the actor in one of Nintendo's earliest Legend of Zelda TV commercials. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, the one we talked about in our Zelda episode. Oh, yeah. where John Kassir played that crazy guy who was running around that room going, Zelda! I had Zelda! no idea that was, it was like yelling as the enemy. He's like, Octonauts! Yeah. Or Octo, Octorocks, Octo whatever. They, yeah, Octonauts. That's a kid's show, that's right? right? <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, Octorocks, yeah. Leavers! Leavers! Yeah, that was yeah. John Kassir, the Wow, what a weird coincidence. That's hilarious. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, man, that commercial was weird. <laughs> Well, thank you, John Kazir. Yeah, absolutely. When I got that audio, uh, it was exactly like when you got that email from David Crane uh, on the, in the yeah. Pitfall episode when he, <laughs> he responded to our interview questions like, what, an hour or less before we were scheduled to record? Yeah. And you were running around going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was exactly me. I was at work and like my coworkers, I was freaking out. My coworkers are like, what? It's like, I got the audio. And it, it was of what? I'm like, the Crypt Keeper. They're like, the what? Like, what are you talking about? It was so awesome. I tried to explain to my like 30 something year old neighbor uh, earlier. Like, do you remember the Crypt Keeper? He's like, no. I'm like, oh, my God. I feel so old now. <laughs> I'm all, well, it was on HBO show. Tales from the Crib in the 80s. All right. I'll stop Never now. mind. Yeah. yeah. So, but if you guys uh, haven't heard that audio of Zach freaking out about Mr. Pitfall, David Crane, uh, go back. That's what episode? I don't know. Five? Uh, six, something. seven. Something yeah. Like way that. back. Way back in the archives at this point. But uh, great episode episode and uh, really cool of him to respond to the questions. Uh, uh, one other thing related to that opener, when I arranged to get that audio together, I uh, thought we'd have a full crew in house today, but uh, turns out JP is still stuck on newborn duty. Uh, and as much as we thought a whispered phone call from his garage would be great podcast material, uh, we're going to give him another pass this time. Um, and also, just before we started recording, Alex came down with the plague or, or something. <laughs> sounds horrible. It sounds horrible. But uh, so we decided to quarantine him, keep him away from us. But we will give him a call a little bit later and get his thoughts on the game at least. So uh, be a little bit different this time. But uh, we're going to we're going to make it work because yeah. this I'm so looking forward to doing this episode. So let's get it out there. The and show get must to, go on. The my show friend. must go on. Right. So. Uh, all right. Well, other than those things, how about a few updates? There's sounds that? good. Well, speaking of previous episodes, 
episodes, last year we covered a game that Namco released many years before Splatterhouse, uh, the classic space shooter Galaga. Oh, yeah. And I, uh, I think I still have nightmares from trying to survive in that damn game. <laughs> um, Alex, it's all your fault. When we talk to you, I'm going to blame you for that one. <laughs> right. Um, so we recently got an email from a guy who knows a thing or two about Galaga. His name is Armando Gonzalez, and he's the current Galaga world champion. Uh, and to put his standing in perspective, uh, Armando is not a champ at a game that no one cares about, right? <laughs> we, we might know a thing or two about that on this podcast, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. Like when I was the world champ at City Connection <laughs> on the NES for, for like a year. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. As people, tons of people want to be champ at that game. Right. Uh, by the way, you can hear that inspiring story in one of our quick play <laughs> inspiring episodes. Inspiring. Yeah. Finger quotes. Uh, it's it's kind of like Rudy, but different. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, well, anyway, Armando is uh, the he's the best at one of the all time classics. Right up there with this game's right up there with Pac Man and Donkey Kong. Mm. So last October, he beat Galaga. He beat a Galaga points record that stood for twenty nine years since nineteen eighty nine. Crazy, no joke. He racked up over seventeen point six million points. Oh, we were so close when we did our episode. Right. I think I was at seventeen point five yeah, million. Well, we got the point six. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, maybe it was just uh, right. 6, well, he right. scored that. So he scored seventeen point six million points in what Gallagher's uh, Galaga players called marathon mode, okay. which allows for the bonuses and the dual ships and okay. all that stuff. <laughs> the dual ships that JP didn't know anything about when he played <laughs> it. Right. Remember that? I totally forgot about that. He's, He's like, like, wait, what? Wait, they can cap. You can recapture. Oh god, that was I read, did you say something like? Dude, that's the whole that's point like of the, the entire point of the game. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, well, uh, he played, uh, not JP, but Armando played <laughs> over 10 hours to get this oh, record. Oh, boy. So his wrist must have just been trashed totally. by that point. Oh, my gosh. So he's from LA, and the record was set here, also in California, at Arcade Expo Museum of Pinball in Southern California. So right here, close, close to home. home. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but anyways, sh- uh, sharing some of what Armando sent us, he said, quote, great podcast. Oh. Um, you guys are absolutely correct about the Galaga competitive community. We are active and competitive and are all good friends. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I'm glad also, we got something right. <laughs> I know, right? But the rest of the podcast was trash. Right, now. exactly. Uh, he also recommends a long-form article called Every Mission is a Suicide Mission by Nick Amanieri. Okay. Um, he said also that he would share uh, the podcast with his Galaga group. Oh, well, appreciate too. that. Yeah. I hope uh, hope they all li- uh, like it. And thanks for your, thanks for the comments, Armando. Yeah, I appreciate ab- it. Absolutely. And uh, by the way, also, Armando, thank you for not challenging me to a Galaga match because <laughs> the streak must live on. You, at least you would come in second. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Out of A two. very far second. <laughs> it still counts. Yeah. Also, if you haven't already, please check out our uh, last episode on Strider. Ching, 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 That was a fun one, wasn't it? <laughs> we, we, I had a blast we on that goofy. episode. Yeah. Uh, word up and word, all that yeah, stuff. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cameo right. from Cameo. Right. Uh, well, since that episode, uh, I ended up finding a complete inbox copy of Strider. I thought so, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Up on the shelf up there. Yeah, it's for the Atari ST. Oh, kind of wow. random, right? Wow, that's really random. Uh, my buddy Eric Colby and said like, hey, check this out. Like either you pick us up, I'm going to buy it for you. Okay. you know, Because he knows yeah. that we were way into Strider that, uh, that month. Um, but I bought it mainly for the crazy 80s artwork. Oh, it's totally. Yeah, look it up. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> He's got a, Strider's got a golden cod piece. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and it's got that old Capcom logo there. Yeah. And that's, that's a very classic 80s kind of boxer. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that one's from the, the UK. So oh, okay. That's even, interesting. Even cooler. Yeah. Also on the Strider topic, our absent infrequent gamer Alex got a little mail from his old friend Carrie G. Oh, boy. Uh, here we go. Friend or nemesis. Right. Uh, frenemy. Uh, to, to refresh our memories here, in our last episode, Alex gave Carrie a bit of crap because he was the one that suggested that we hold a listener vote for last month's game. 
and then Carrie didn't end up playing Strider, <laughs> which won the vote. Uh, well, after hearing Alex call him out on the pod, Carrie G responded on Facebook and said, quote, it seems that my old nemesis Alex enjoys calling me out when he should be thanking me because he seemed to really enjoy Strider. Oh, you're, boy. In all caps here, you're welcome, Alex. Oh, man. Okay, we're going to have... I know he's seen these comments, so I'm going <laughs> to... Uh, when we give him a call, I'm going to have to ask him oh, we're gonna have what to he ask thinks. Him about that. He's going to have to, like, challenge uh, Kerry G to, like, a Street Fighter 2 match or something. Or just, like, a bare-knuckle brawl. Yeah, or just <laughs> a one-on-one wrestling match. Exactly. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Well, anyway, I mean, this is turning into some sort of a rivalry here, a fun rivalry at that. Right. So, uh, and lastly, for me, if you like this episode and want to hear us review another Halloween-ish game, happy Halloween, by the way. There you go. Uh, check out our last check out last year's Halloween episode where we covered the campy run and gun game Zombies Ate My Neighbors for the Sega Genesis. Oh, I love that game. Yes. Yes. I, well, yes, you love that game. Yeah. I, I didn't love it so much. I still haven't beat it. It's just one of the hardest games we played on this podcast. But it's so fun. Yes, it's, it's fun, hard. But man, but it's, a it's fun so game. dang hard. Yeah. Uh, but fair warning here. Listen at, to that episode at your own risk as JP sings in that episode. Is that what that's that? called? Is that what that was called? I, I don't guess. think that was. I think singing is another air quote we need to put here. It was definitely more horrifying than anything in the game. <laughs> that's right. right. Exactly. But uh, yeah, so this is our second Halloween episode. I can't believe it's been a year. We We've gotten all the way to number two Halloween, and another, we've got another one coming. Uh, another good one coming up. I I enjoyed Zombies Ate My Neighbors, and uh, we'll see what we all think about this year. Um, yeah, so I've got uh, a couple of updates myself. Uh, one just kind of not that anyone cares other than myself, but I, w- I wanted to share with Zach. So <laughs> we had our our uh, Rygar episode a, a little while back, and the whole thing with that Rygar episode was like I'm going to play it on the links, and I did, right. and then I lost it. And That's I could, right. You couldn't I find couldn't it. find it. In your I, retro I found corner. It. I found it. I cleaned the garage and it was in a stupid drawer that I have no idea why I put it in there. I have no idea where, how it got there. I don't think one of my kids did it. But yes, I found the links. So Honey, next, where's my links? Next time if, when, we, when we get to like uh, California games or some game like that that's on the links, uh, we'll, I will be <laughs> breaking that out and, and make it work. Uh, one other thing really cool. Uh, my wife and I this weekend are uh, celebrating our uh, wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary to myself, right? Okay. Um, and we exchanged some wedding gifts, this uh, anniversary gifts this morning. She got me. Um, I'm going to have to pull out a picture real quick because I don't know if you've ever even heard of this thing. It was really neat. It's called the Pinbox 3000. Pinbox 3000. And what it is, it was a Kickstarter a few years ago. What and it, it actually won a best educational toy at a Maker's Fair a couple years back. It is a cart, build-your-own cardboard pinball machine. What the heck? No electronics, no mechanics. It's all cardboard. And you assemble it. Takes they said takes about forty five minutes to an hour. You assemble it, <laughs> and then um, you can get templates. And then you can also add servos, gizmos, and everything. It's playable just as it is. But you can add lights. You can or you can just add artwork. You can make your own ramps. It comes with uh, wow. It comes with some bumpers you can add in. You can put them wherever you want. Where where was this when we did our pinball game episode? <laughs> right. I was like, well, I have to bring that up because we it's, just did pinball. Yeah, and, so cool. and not that my wife knows. She has no idea what pinbox I'm recording. Three thousand. Man, Nintendo Labo is messing up here. This is where they should have done well, something it, like this. It's like mechanical. Yeah, That's so cool. It's like this uh, another cardboard thing. It's very uh I'm super looking forward to to breaking it out. I thought I'd bring it up because like you said, uh recently we did the the pinball episode. So uh I will uh, hopefully be able to get a chance soon to break this out and uh I'll assemble it and I'll put you know 
uh, Facebook, Instagram, I don't know, something. I'll social I'll send, it out. I'll social it out. <laughs> Yay. And I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. And, and you know what? Credit to your wife for giving you a dang cool gift. That's a thoughtful right? wife gift. Well, you it, know? yeah. I, I got her something that was New York related. She lived in Brooklyn for a while. So, uh, you know, I even thought. And, 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 <laughs> and it was something that I had a catalog that she had, she had uh, pointed into this catalog. Oh, I like those things. Uh, maybe, you know, uh, oh, okay. And like surreptitiously like ganked the catalog away from her, like, you know, later that night and then like, held on to it for like six months and then was like digging through the door. I was like, gift ideas, gift ideas. Oh, hey, something. So I actually, wow. this is like the first time. Most of the time I buy her gifts like for Christmas on like, I don't know, December 22nd. So like I thought about this for a while. I'm wow. pr- patting myself on the back for that. Congratulations. All right, back to the podcast. And congratulations <laughs> to your wife for uh, putting up with you for how many years now? Seven S- years. Seven years, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel itchy at all? I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's a whole different other thing. Uh, anyway, <laughs> back to the podcast. Uh, so I'd like to thank everyone that's been listening, especially to our Rygar episode. Yeah. That has blown up. As of this recording, it's been a little over seven weeks since we released that episode. And in that time, Rygar is already our sixth most downloaded episode. Uh, so I'm super uh, uh, happy about that. Thanks, everyone who's been tuning in. And uh, let's uh, shout out some of our listeners. A uh, couple of neighboring countries in the U- uh, EU. Sorry, I almost said UK. Uh, the EU that's uh, been showing the retro game guys some love in the last few weeks. So thanks to our listeners in Germany and Austria. Uh, guten Tag und willkommen zum, Kod- zum Podcast. Oh, man, <laughs> I messed up. It. I messed up on the English word. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, what an you idiot! I got, it. I got zum Poor. Of course, <laughs> I shouldn't say podcast. anything. I'm the one that can't say like you know a Japanese yeah. word or name without willkommen screwing up. Willkommen so. zum Podcast. Okay, there we willkommen go. Willkommen zum Podcast. Yes. All right. Anyway, let's get into the show now for this episode. As the Crypt Keeper said, we are covering the arcade platformer Splatterhouse. If you'd like to give Splatterhouse a play before listening to the rest of this episode, there are a couple of different options. It's available for the Nintendo Switch in the Namco collection. Uh, that's the arcade version, uh, as we'll talk about later. It's uh, different than the TurboGrafx-16 uh, version. Indeed. Um, also on that collection is uh, Pac-Man, Galaga, Galaga 88, and Dig Dug. Uh, that's currently running 30 bucks. Um, I thought that was a little much. I mean, okay, Pac-Man, Galaga, these are classic games, right? right? But $30, you know, I bought it when we did uh, Galaga. Did you buy it around that's the same exa- time? Exactly. That's how, yeah. uh, that's how I did Galaga for that episode. Yeah, so at least we got two games out of it. Well, and I think I, I think I exactly the same thought when I fired it up. Actually, I, I went, I forgot that I had bought it and I, I bought it and I was like, okay, so it says it's in this Nemco collection. I'll go into the Switch store and buy it. And it's like already downloaded it. Idiot. I'm like, Yay. oh, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was perfect. Um, so not only out on the Switch, it's uh, also Namco just released a Namco Museum mini player. It's kind of the trend nowadays. Uh, all different shapes and sizes, some up to like four and a half feet, some down to like three inches. But there's mm-hmm. uh, it's a standalone 10 inch mini arcade machine that has Splatterhouse and 24 other Namco titles. That's a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's a little. I'd talk about pricey. Would you yeah, pay but for, bucks for... for 25 games and for uh, not yeah. taking up too much room, I'd consider it. Yeah. And there are some pretty decent... I mean, Namco put out a lot of really of good course. games. So of course. there's some decent titles on there. Uh, I haven't done it yet, but uh, it, under consideration. Um, there's, of course, the original TurboGrafx-16 card, also playable if you have got mm-hmm. happen to get one of those systems. Um, and there's one last interesting uh, way to play. If You can also unlock the console versions of Splatterhouse 1, 2, and 3 if you have the 2010 Splatterhouse remake. 
for PS3 and Xbox 360. And uh, one uh, final note here on the playable games uh, versions. If you're tempted to sneak a peek into the App Store like I was, be careful. While years ago there was a Splatterhouse port on iOS, it's long gone at this point. Hmm. Uh, but now there's a game available up there called Splatterhouse Arcade uh, with, with a masked Jason-like character in the icon that is not in any way, shape, or form the classic Splatterhouse Sounds game. Sounds like you downloaded it. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I went through the reviews. Uh, it, it looks, from the reviews, like it's more like Streets of Rage than anything else. Hmm. The reviews are completely terrible. It's just so steer clear of it. I don't think it even broke two stars. So, it's uh, time there you for go. Uh, Namco to uh, send, a, send a cease and desist. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand why that's up there. Also, I don't know if you saw this, Dustin, but in March of next year... There's going to be another way to play Splatterhouse. Oh, okay. Uh, mm. The game will be included in the Turbo Graphics mini system. Oh, God. Okay. So, yeah, another one. <laughs> another plug-and-play mini system. You're going to have to build another shelving unit for your the game room just for mini systems. Totally. <laughs> you bet you're going to need that HDMI splitter on Amazon. You better go get it now. Right. Uh, but you know what? Seriously, this one looks promising. Okay. So um, it's being put out by Konami, who I guess owns the rights to the TurboGrafx-16 library now. Um, it's also being developed by M2, who did an awesome job on the Sega Genesis Mini oh, that okay. we just well, talked about. That gives we, me that gives me hope because they did a fantastic job. Yeah, like they said. did. And if you want to hear more about that, we just put out a quick play episode all about the Sega Genesis Mini. Um, and also it, on the TurboGrafx 16 Mini, you're getting 50 games for 100 bucks. Okay, even more uh, so, quality. Yeah, I mean it's quantity. not it's not cheap. 100 bucks. I mean coming out of pocket, 100 bucks is never easy. Uh, but let me tell you, Turbo Graphics 16 games can be really expensive. So yeah. it sounds like stay a, tuned a for deal. some more info on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pre-orders are up, by the way, too. So okay. Um, I also heard that it's going to be an Amazon exclusive. Interesting. So as we talked about in our last episode, be sure to select release day shipping <laughs> at checkout. Right. <laughs> this way, you'll get it on time and won't have to tweet hard at Amazon like I did when uh, my Genesis Mini was going to arrive late. Hashtag tweet hard. Well, yeah, because then it would have to be hashtag, you know, tweet harder. Tweet like, harder. T- tweet hard too. Tweet tw- harder. Tweet with a vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, man. So in this Splatterhouse episode, Zach's going to take us through the history of the game. We'll hear about memories of the game from our community and guys in the room, plus maybe a little uh, caller who might uh, give us uh, his thoughts on... How many guys memory. in the room do we have here? Just <laughs> me and you. Okay. There, It is multiple. Just not, there's not one guy, there's two. Can you say the guys in the room if it's, anyway. All right, Whatever, it. us guys. Us guys. You, <laughs> use guys. You're going to hear from us guys in us the room. Us guys, hey, it's the guy chat. Um, <laughs> so then we'll talk about. Is that our other podcast? Yeah, the guy, guy chat. <laughs> guy chat. Welcome to guy chat. Guy chat, where we talk like we know something about cars. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, What's we, happening right I don't now? know, I don't know. We, back on track. We're going to then talk about our experiences replaying the game, and we'll also see if anyone can splatter our resident retro gaming guru in our score competition. Probably not. Probably um, not. So since JP is out again, it falls to me to school everyone on the world of collecting. And after all that, we will wrap with our retro game giveaway, where some lucky winner will win an original copy of Splatterhouse, but not a system to play it on. <laughs> no. So hopefully you have a Turbo Graphics. It was you enough to... money just to get this right. copy of Splatterhouse. Or you just want to display this card somewhere. Right, exactly. With our beautiful signatures on it. Well, not on the card. We wouldn't do no, that. No, 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 we wouldn't no, no, do no. that. No, 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 no. But the somewhere go- the, adjacent. The, the ghost of JP would come after us. Right? Come right through the wall with a newborn in the arms and start beating us with his new his kid. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know this is the Halloween episode. Too far. Too far. Oh, is that too far? Okay. 
Uh, the game has babies crawling that try to eat your ankles. That's true. Okay. Anyway, so if you want to win our next retro game giveaway, like last episode's winner at Dante Mendez, follow at Retro Game Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Before each episode, we ask for your memories of our featured game, and we pick the winner from those responses. Now to kick off this episode, here's Zach to give us a bit of the background, history, and interesting facts about Splatterhouse. All right, here we go. So Mm -hmm. Splatterhouse is a beat-em-up side-scroller first released in the arcades in 1988, and it later hit the TurboGrafx-16 home system in April of 1990. Mm -hmm. Uh, The game was developed and published by Namco, as we said earlier, and it's uh, not too difficult to figure out where Namco drew their inspiration to make this game, let's just <laughs> right. say. Uh, it's clearly a nod to the big American horror movies of the 80s, including Friday the 13th. I mean, the character wears a white <laughs> hockey mask in the arcade version, for crying out loud. Right, right? exactly. Uh, and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and others. Uh, additionally, a lot of the level design owes a debt of gratitude to the weird and grotesque work of H.P. Lovecraft. That's right. There's even some, I would say, some like uh, Geiger influences in some of it. A little bit alien-esque in some parts, yeah. Yeah. Well, Splatterhouse was directed by Shigeru Yokoyama, produced by Kazumi Mizuno and Hayapaya, and the designer was Akira Usukura. Oh, you got through it. I was so, I put them all in a string there just to mess with you. You could tell who wrote this part of the script (laughs) here. I was like... I can now, now I'm relaxed the whole rest of the Woo, episode. Right? All right. Now, uh, director Yokoyama is a name that some of our listeners may know. Uh, he had worked for Namco for years before this game, going all the way back to 1979 uh, when Namco put out a Japanese arcade game called QDQ, <laughs> <laughs> which it was kind of like a cross between Breakout and Pinball. Okay. Um, he was also a key member of the very small team that created Galaga, hey. uh, the, uh, the game that I'm not looking to challenge anyone named Armando on, for the <laughs> right, record. Right. Uh, and today, Mr. Yokoyama served as the CEO of Bandai Namco, where his name appears as the executive producer of such games as Soul Calibur VI and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Falcon Punch! Falcon Punch! All right, well, as far as the plot of Splatterhouse goes, the game takes place in the abandoned West Mansion where Dr. West once conducted gruesome experiments creating hideous creatures. Mm -hmm. In fact, Dr. West was named after the title character from H.P. Lovecraft's Herbert West Reanimator, a mad scientist who, guess what, creates hideous creatures in his laboratory. (laughs) Sounds familiar. Uh, You play the game as Rick, a parapsychology major, who decides to go check out the abandoned mansion along with his girlfriend, Jennifer. That always goes well, does it not? <laughs> That's the plot of so many bad right. horror movies. Uh, speaking of majors, <laughs> did you hear that Caitlin Bree is getting married to an Asian design major? <laughs> wow. Okay. This is what happens when Zach gets his hands on the script. <laughs> At two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> anyway, uh, when Rick and Jennifer enter the mansion, they die instantly. No, I'm kidding. Uh, there is, to quote the TurboGrafx-16 manual, quote, a boom of thunder, darkness, a scream, and then... <gasps> Rick wakes up alone, covered in blood, and with a mask stuck to his face. And the mask is called the Terror Mask. Dum, dum, dum. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, when that happens, when you just wake <laughs> up covered in blood and there's a mask stuck to your face. Oh, that was me Tuesday night. Tuesday yeah. night? Yeah. yeah. It's a one day later that happened to me. <laughs> uh, in the arcade version and international TurboGrafx-16 releases, this terror mask looks exactly like Jason's white hockey mask, like we talked about earlier from Friday the 13th. But in the North American release, they decided to change the mask to red with black accents. I wonder why. Mm, uh, yeah. uh, we don't want a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, as the story goes, the mask infuses Rick with superhuman strength, 
which he uses to fight his way through the mansion in an attempt to save Jennifer, which if you pro- uh, progress far enough into the game, you'll see that Rick does save Jennifer, sort of. <laughs> yes, sort of. Uh, the manual again hints at this, imploring the player to, quote, hurry, you might already be too late. Uh, we'll definitely be talking mm. more about that scene later. Absolutely. Now, the gameplay of Splatterhouse is pretty simple. You move through seven levels, jumping, punching, kicking, or using weapons you find throughout the mansion. Uh, there's a two-by-four. There's a golden cleaver, which you can swing as much as you want. Uh, a stone, a monkey wrench, and a spear, which you can throw only once. And a shotgun that you can shoot up to eight times. Uh, I really liked the shotgun, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just fun. You just go, <laughs> yeah, just walk around so, blasting. So fun, yeah. Totally. Uh, now, the goal is to defeat the demonic leader, save Jennifer, uh, and get the terror mask removed from your stinking face. <laughs> right. Uh, along the way, you fight zombies, corpses, demons, and even crawling hands. Uh, more on those in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the manual is really helpful in describing the monsters and what their attack is. Well, it, it's helpful for some of them. Uh, <laughs> the crawling red slime will apparently, quote, grab a hold of your legs and rip you to shreds. Uh, the flying chairs will try to pulverize you. And the crawling slug will disgust you with its presence. <laughs> you disgust me with your presence, sir. What does that mean? I have no the idea. The chair will pulverize you. I get it. Okay. This thing. Oh, my God. Its presence is disgusting. disgusting me. I, I, I still, I don't know. The, the chair is weird. The, the, well, the slime, the slime grabs a hold of your legs and rips you to shreds. Sure. Starting with your legs. Sure. But yeah. The, the getting pulverized by a chair. Well, that is a weird thing, but at least it describes what's going to happen. That what does the slug do to you? It just makes you go. Like, he's not mad. He's just disappointed. <laughs> Zach's channeling his, uh, his yeah, childhood here for a second. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. My childhood was terrible. Uh, <laughs> as many. <laughs> okay. Cool. I played a lot of video games because I was holed up in my room because I was afraid of going outside. That's true. Kind of true. No, I'm just kidding. All right. As many obstacles as Splatterhouse throws at you, there could have been a lot more. Uh, one of our favorite sites, the cutting room floor, shows no less than a dozen unused objects and enemies that still show up in the code. Uh, some of them are hideously bugged. Mm. Like there's a version of the Rick that comes out of the mirror, that enemy bad guy yeah. Rick, yeah. Uh, the clone. He throws a spear at you, and uh, not only is the spear broken to the point that it just like hangs in the air, if you want to kill this mirror Rick, it'll take you eight hits. Yeah. Which I think it's three. I think I'm pretty sure it's game. three. Yeah. Eight yeah, is a so, lot. <laughs> uh, thank you, Namco, for not putting that guy in the game. <laughs> right. He'll threaten you with a spear that he can't really hit you with, but you have to hit him eight times to beat him. <laughs> uh, there's also a completely broken two-player version hidden in the arcade code. Uh, when you activate it, only player two score and hit points show on the screen. If you die, you can return to the game. <laughs> Weapon pickups don't work right, and for any timer-based events, you get half the time. So sounds perfectly like normal. It sounds like a fantastic that time. Fun. Yeah. Just, <laughs> some so, of that stuff, you know, some of that stuff can be fun. Yeah. Like uh, I'm thinking of another uh, broken two-player version. We did the Tetris episode, I believe we talked about that, yeah. where the NES Tetris has a hidden two-player, like an right. unfinished co-op mood. That was actually kind of cool. Well, and I think the fun of it is, oh my gosh, I found this thing they didn't yeah. find. You know, that's the fun of it. Actually playing of it sounds like pulling teeth. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's an Easter egg in right. some ways. exactly. Yeah. All right, so the music of Splatterhouse was composed by Katsuro Tajima and Yoshinori Kawamoto. Not bad. Uh, the game was their first... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Kawamoto. Right. Uh, the game was their first collaboration, but they've teamed up several times since. 
most recently on a few of the Super Smash Brothers games. Uh, the score was appropriate, is appropriately spooky and menacing with lots of foreboding organ and there's like frantic strings. Um, so, you know, pretty yeah. good music. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, how about we take a break and head into the Splatter House to check out one of those tracks. All right, there you go. Oh uh, yeah, man. I mean, the the music in that that track and and uh, lots others, pretty much the entire soundtrack, just has that real classic horror movie slasher flick kind of kind of feel. That the like I said, you said earlier, the the frantic strings, the kind of like forebodingness, the kind of franticness. They like, oh my gosh, something bad is gonna happen to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I think they they really did a good job, kind of getting that vibe down of like this is frightening this is something you should be freaked out by i'm a fan of probably two or three tracks in this game like the first level there's one that's like a 15 second loop where it's just like a you know it really feels like an 80s horror movie sure there's just i think there's just a couple boring tracks sure um but there are some standouts and you had a lot of tension so i think it works yeah I'm just picky when it comes to game music. That's Apparently, all I Apparently, <laughs> I'm picking games. You're picking on game music. Like you're you're sure. picky in general. Right. All Pretty right. much. Well, moving on. I still, have, I still <laughs> call you a friend. Can't be that picky. Hey. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Uh, all right. Well, as I mentioned earlier, Splatterhouse came home from the arcades in early 1990, but mostly only for the TurboGrafx-16, uh, also known as the PC Engine for our Japanese friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and while the PC Engine did very well in Japan, uh, becoming the Super Famicom's main rival, the TurboGrafx-16 did not do as well here in America. Uh, that's an understatement. Yes, uh, <laughs> which is unfortunate because that uh, meant a t- not a ton of people played this game back in the yeah. day. Uh, along with its scarcity, uh, the home version was toned down quite a bit from the arcade. A um, lot less blood and, and guts and all that stuff. I'm guessing Namco was worried about the backlash of releasing a game that was that gory and violent yeah. as, uh, as the arcade version. Uh, so enemies bleed less in the TurboGrafx-16 version. The sound effects are toned down a bit, uh, less splatter. <laughs> right. And uh, some of the more violent weapons, like the meat cleavers, are changed. Uh, one of the bigger changes is to the womb boss at the end of Stage 6, and I know you got that far. Oh, of course. Um, in the arcade, upon uh, its death, the boss spews embi- embryonic fluids across the screen. <laughs> Yummy. Uh, for the home con, <laughs> sorry, I'm having flashbacks. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, you and I, between the two of us, we have several kids. Several uh, kids. And embryonic fluid played roles in some of those oh, okay. childbirth so, moments. Yeah. Sure. So for any of our listeners who haven't gone through childbirth and maybe planning to in the future, let me just give you one piece of, uh, uh, you know, advice or whatever you call it. Childbirth is disgusting <laughs> it's so gross it is it's the grossest thing i've ever seen and i've watched robocop and all sorts of <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so gross like it's like splatter 
it's not splatter house it's like splatter hospital room oh my yeah, god th- this Ooh. that could childbirth could be the sequel to splatter house <laughs> splatter house 2 childbirth just childbirth that's it's it so you disgusting. just watch that Ugh. yeah so when uh, splatter house came home to the turbo graphic 16 they didn't want embryonic <laughs> fluid all over the place <laughs> Apparently, you so can they, only play the original version in, right. the, in a hospital. So they 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 change it to a fireball, and uh, so let me, <laughs> let me clarify this real quick. Um, so in Splatterhouse, the bosses, I think most of the bosses, when you think you defeat them, right. so you, you hit the boss like the last time and it's defeated. Um, sometimes they'll do like this last hit out of nowhere. It's very like reminiscent of horror movies where like, you know, the, the, the evil guy's hand will come out of the dirt and grab someone's leg. Or like or even like early, like the stage two one where it, it or stage one, even the, the last kind of wiggly red guy comes yeah. out, uh, stage two, the chandelier falls. Yeah. So you, d- you, oh, defeat, spoiler alert. If right, you haven't played yet. It's right. So you defeat a boss in stage two and you're like, okay, cool. I cleared this room and you're just standing there. Then all of a sudden, yeah, like seconds later, a chandelier falls and kills you. So if you beat the boss with one hit point left, then you, yeah, you then, could you could die. Yeah. Um, and by the way, that did happen to me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did get killed by that fluid when I played that uh, embryonic or the the boss, the stage six, six boss. Stage yeah. Six, yeah. Okay. I thought I, thought I beat him or, or her, and uh, that wasn't the case. <laughs> Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> All right. Childbirth is is disgusting. <laughs> just just yeah. One thing to take away from this podcast: childbirth. If you is learned di- one thing, if you learned one thing. Childbirth is, is disgusting. disgusting. I think we found our subtitle this episode. <laughs> All right. Well, but, <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Season two, episode three, Splatterhouse or Childbirth is yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. I almost said childhood is disgusting. <laughs> There's some truth too. to that too. Yeah. All right. Well, even with those uh, changes, uh, Splatterhouse was one of the most gruesome games released for a home console in that era. Many totally. Re- many reviews at the time mentioned the brutality and even knocked the game down a bit for the graphic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems so tame compared to today. It's it's crazy. Yeah, but it was, I mean, it really was like, j- if you think about back of that and then, there really yeah. wasn't much out like this. No, kids were playing Super Mario Brothers 3 at that time. Right, you know, it was right. just crazy. Well, Video Games and Computer Entertainment Magazine, which I used to like back in the day, by the way, mm. uh, gave the game a poor review, although the reviewer did seem to get into it a little, saying... Quote, get out the barf bags. <laughs> Splatterhouse is the grossest video game I've, I've seen yet. It's violent, gross, grotesque, depraved, and completely lacking in class. Guess that's why I like it. <laughs> right. And, and it's a bad review. Like, he gave the game like a 70 or 60 or something like that. But he's like, I guess I like it. Like, yeah, okay. I guess it's, I like disgusting <laughs> it's, games. It's horrible, but right. yay. I also like childbirth. Uh, despite the knocks <laughs> against it, Splatterhouse did that, receive... That almost went right by me. Uh, yeah. Uh, I had to just keep going real quick. Right. Uh, despite the knocks against it, Splatterhouse did receive overall favorable reviews at the time of its release. So EGM reviewers gave Splatterhouse four eight out of 10s in okay. its August... 1990 edition, uh, which coincidentally had Strider on its cover. Interesting. I downloaded the PDF last night. I was checking it out. Um, Then I went on eBay and it's like, you know, $100 for the the issue. I'm like, yeah, forget it. Forget it. Uh, They said that Splatterhouse, quote, looks, plays, and feels like the unreal thing. It's gory, but good. Mm -hmm. Uh, A review in German gaming magazine Powerplay commented, uh, commended the game, rather, uh, for its detailed graphics, accurate control, and fair difficulty. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't argue with any of that. Uh, but the most positive review of Splatterhouse that we found was from Computer Plus Video Games Magazine, issue number 107. Yeah. Uh, they gave it 92 out of 100. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, crikey. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> this is a real gore may beat em up. Oh, boy. Uh, what really makes it a cut above other <laughs> PC Engine beat em up games 
is the truly revolting visuals even more disgusting than some of the public labs in Birmingham? Yes, that bad. <laughs> Review by Richard Ledbetter. <laughs> well, I totally agree, Richard. Actually, I've never been to Birmingham, but uh, I could imagine. That did those did labs he are... write the uh, um, what was it, Castlevania manual also? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> You're welcome, Richard Ledbetter. <laughs> uh, Richard Ledbetter should be a character on this podcast. We're gonna have to I, think isn't that a you, Pearl Jam song? Uh, yeah, uh, something Ledbetter. <laughs> yellow Ledbetter. Yeah, Ledbetter. Yellow Ledbetter. Yeah, we, we should blame Richard Ledbetter. Richard Ledbetter. <laughs> Richard. I can't even say anything. Bed Letter. Bed Wetter? Richard Bed Wetter. Sorry, Richard. I, if you're still alive, we apologize. Richard Bed Wetter. It's your fault for writing these uh, horrible manuals. Right. All right, moving on. Uh, there were a couple of sequels released for Splatterhouse on the Sega Genesis. Uh, there's Splatterhouse 2 that came out in 1992. It was not that well received. Uh, but 1993's Splatterhouse 3 turned out to be the best reviewed in the series. Uh, even Richard uh, Bedwetter liked it. <laughs> uh, much, much later, uh, there was a reimagining of sorts released for the PS3, Xbox 360. Uh, but that 2010 game did uh, not do very well. Got mixed reviews. Yeah. So... Uh, but you can't unlock Splatterhouse uh, 1, 2, and 3 in it. So maybe Absolutely. that's worth the price. Who knows? You probably can get it cheap today. Maybe you'll tell me about that later. I will. T- I, think, <laughs> I think that might come up. All right. Well, today, the original Splatterhouse uh, leaves a legacy that many later horror games have tried to recapture. Year after year, as we approach Halloween time, websites start releasing their top horror games of all time lists and stuff like that. And year after year, Splatterhouse sits at or near the top of all of those lists. Absolutely. Uh, It pushed the limits of violence and gore in video games and brought home something truly shocking. Yeah. Uh, It reminds me of games like Mortal Kombat and others where they just, they were so in your face, so different. It was a conversation starter for for sure. And they changed the game. Yeah. You know, quite literally. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps up the history segment. And now to help us learn more about the game, here are five ridiculously interesting facts. Ridiculously interesting facts. About splattering in the house. (laughs) Number one, one area in the game is filled with little birdies, but maybe (laughs) not the kind of birdies you're thinking of. Uh, In level five, you jump over pits that are filled with severed hands that crawl and jump. Now, the game manual calls them evil hands for good reason, by the way. Uh, and some of the hands actually give Rick the middle finger. <laughs> and it's not like it, you know, it looks like they're giving Rick the middle finger. It's very clear that that's what they're doing. It's like hopping around, flipping them yeah, off. Yeah, it's like the, the middle finger's out and it's just <laughs> wagging and, and like, you know, flipping, I mean, flipping it at you. Uh, now, this was only in the arcade version and uh, that was removed from the TurboGrafx 16 port. Ooh. Yeah. All right, number two Splatterhouse was even more edited in the US. So there's a long history of American media having to tread carefully on religious sensibilities, especially when it comes to Christian symbols being used in blasphemous ways. So for the U.S. market only, Namco made some changes specifically to the stage four boss level, removing the cathedral arches, changing the boss from an inverted cross to a severed head, and removing the altar from the post-fight cutscene. Uh, They also changed the final boss's grave from a wooden cross to a tombstone. So the game can flip you off and let you splat monsters with wooden planks, but no altars. Okay. (laughs) Totally, totally got it. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. All right. Number three, Splatterhouse came out years before the ESRB rating system, but there was a parental advisory warning printed on the outside of the game. Uh, The warning says, quote, the horrifying theme of this game may be inappropriate for young children. 
and cowards. <laughs> How awesome is I that? I love it. I love it. That's great. Yeah. Uh, number four, a Splatterhouse game came out on the Nintendo Famicom, which we know as the Japanese version of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. So the game was called Splatterhouse Wanpaku Graffiti, which means naughty graffiti. Okay. How, like, what are they, what kind of graffiti are we talking yeah. about here? Right. Uh, well, that was a very different game than the arcade. It was a cartoony platformer. It was kind of a parody of the original arcade. Okay. Uh, I've never played it, but I watched a playthrough on YouTube. It actually doesn't look that yeah, bad. Yeah, I saw it as well. It, it, I, it's it's intriguing. It's, yeah. it's very odd that they would take this like kind of gruesome game and make this kind of goofy looking yeah. cartoony platform. I, it's yeah. a, and it was an odd decision, I'll say that. Yeah, and, and the Famicom cartridge is cool too because it has like cartoony drawings yeah. of the characters and things There's like, like that. There's like this guy that looks like he's kind of like, I don't know, like kind of rotundi Kirby kind of thing with the hockey mask on. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, <laughs> totally. So I have a Famicom and I totally wanted it when I, you know, uh, discovered this, um, but they go for about, the cartridges go for about a eh, hundred bucks. Oh, okay. take, so, and then you got to find a US seller too. Right. You know, so, which sometimes it's harder to find Famicom yeah. games. Ugh, so anyway, We'll be getting that one for a while. I guess not. Uh, number five, the first home version of Splatterhouse was not the TurboGrafx-16 version, believe it or not. Tell me more. I will. It was actually a handheld LCD yeah, version. Yeah, like those Tiger games. Yeah, like Tiger games. Oh, right. awesome. It wasn't made by Tiger. This one wasn't. Right, but similar. Um, but similar. Uh, came out the same year as the arcade, 1988. Uh, so yeah, Splatterhouse LCD game. That's games. so cool. crazy. I want yeah. one so bad. So I posted a pic on our social sites the other day, and I socialed it out. You, you socialed know, the heck out of it. heck out of it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, quite a few people were, they had no idea it existed. Um, and I, you know, I didn't know it existed until I started doing research for this podcast. Right. Um, by the way, shout out to listener Adam P. He dug up that uh, one of those actually sold on eBay in the past for about 78 bucks because there was none up you know, right. currently. Um, but I don't know about you, but I would totally pay 70 something bucks. It's funny. We, we, we're that, not going to buy cool. the NES game, but we'll buy this little chintzy LCD one for 78. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just really cool. Cause no, it's, but it's I, I'm with standalone, you. you know? I'm with it's you. How, I paid way too much stupid money for just the gauntlet one. That's common, <laughs> right? Just because it's so neat to have that form factor. So totally. I would yeah. buy it. I would absolutely buy it. I'd probably get in a bidding war with you. <laughs> probably. That'd be horrible. <laughs> we both come in here. Some jerk, like some, drove the price. Yeah, oh, some, it was you. That was you. <laughs> yeah. So kind of a spoiler alert here, but I'm kind of, as I played this game, I really fell in love with it, and I'm sort of becoming a Splatterhouse fanboy Oh, now, there you so, go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, that was five ridiculously interesting facts about Splatterhouse. All right. All right. Thank you, Zach. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into the memories of playing Splatterhouse back in the day. We collected feedback from Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by asking people to finish this sentence. My fondest memory of playing Splatterhouse is... Uh, all right. So from our Facebook uh, listeners, Merlin R says, my fondest memory of Splatterhouse is seeing the commercials as a kid right alongside the power glove. It's and just to break in here. It's like, so bad. It's so it's that. And, and, and what I mean, like the, the, the dichotomy, the juxtaposition here, like there's, I was seeing some old advertising print advertising it was like, here's Splatterhouse. And like, a Mario game like they they didn't make it they didn't segregate it in any way they just mixed it in with all the goofy other stuff that was going on well it kind of feels similar to so when you have the Nam the Namco collection that we talked about earlier yeah. right there's Pac-Man there's Galaga there's Rolling Thunder Dig there's Dug Dig Dug Splatter <laughs> Splatter <laughs> 
I can see a young kid playing this. Game like, what the well, heck is this? Yeah, and and as Merlin go, goes on to say, it was burned into my mind as the coolest game I'd never get to play. Mm-hmm. Hey, kid me, it was fun and really hard. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Dave C says my fondest memory of Splatterhouse is after unlocking all three original games on the 360 remake. A little spoiler alert. Yeah. Actually, we've talked about that already. Yeah, we did. yeah. Um, but uh, playing through all of them in one night with a buddy. Wow. Well, look at you, Hotshot. (laughs) Anyway, uh, wishing I'd have known about the game much earlier. Greetings from an avid listener from Austria, not Australia. Melbourne. (laughs) He said that, by the way. He said that, yeah. yeah. He said that. uh, uh, But yes, uh, our second reference to Austria. He actually might be Dave C, maybe the the spike I saw from our Austria. Mm -hmm. I almost Mm -hmm. said Australia. (laughs) (laughs) After he even put that in there. Yeah, there might be a Melbourne in in austria born austria yeah who knows we'll look it up all right from twitter we have some uh, other comments our buddy bear from the retro bear den says spoiler alert my fondest memory of splatterhouse is when you find jennifer and she turns into that hideous monster hey we were <laughs> spoilers oh wait i did say spoiler alert. it's a really cool twist and quite disturbing especially when she's begging you for help um yeah yeah she says like help me help, help me. me and then, and then like then a monster like kind of bl- ruptures like, out, out of her. her oh god yeah, yeah. it is it, it is f- probably the most disturbing moment if you're really like if you're really kind of focused in on the game and you're you know in, in the dark room playing it oh mm-hmm. man that would that would really freak me yeah, out yeah the arcade as a kid. Uh, version oh. is a lot more grotesque in that scene because her transformation it's like you see blood kind of splattering and stuff right. like that it's yeah. yeah pretty nasty uh totally uh so uh, you okay with it? Yeah, no, <laughs> it is. It, it's totally burned in my mind. Uh, anyway, so at True Justin shared my fondest memory of Splatterhouse is seeing that two by four swinging glorious RF out quality graphics Ugh. with mono sound. Oh god, <laughs> it wasn't pretty in more ways than one. My parents would never buy me the Turbo Booster. Well, Zach, we. You, you were telling me earlier, there's probably a pretty good reason his parents wouldn't buy him that yeah, Turbo Booster. Yeah, they were pretty expensive back in the day from what I remember. Um, so yeah, the Turbo Graphics system uh, doesn't have like uh, RCA jacks, um, you know, composite jacks, you know, by default. So you have to buy this like add-on called the Turbo Booster to get that. Uh, but luckily they do now have like a $20 kind of knockoff thing you can get on Amazon, just plug it in so that yeah. you have, you know, red and blue out or red and uh, white out and yellow out, I think too. Yeah. Red, white, and yellow. Red, red, yellow. There you go. Yellow's the video, red, white's the audio. That's right. There you go. I, uh, last Twitter person at Ryu Krager says, playing it at my cousin's house for the first time. We were both just kids, so the blood and guts amazed us at the time. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> hey, what are you guys playing in there? Nothing, mom. Well, it's, like, it's like when my uh, uh, my parents went out that one time and my grandma was babysitting and fell asleep, so my brother and I watched Beverly Hills Cop uh. when I was like eight or something. So I could just imagine the same kind of thing where it's like, whoa, what is, what is this? <laughs> I remember one time my parents were playing cards with my aunt and uncle and they wanted to rent some scary movies for us kids. And so my uncle rented that movie Cujo. Oh God. The one about the dog. Where the the kids locked in the car for like two days, four days or what? Oh God. Yeah. Like we were like watching it. I just remember like having this weird feeling in my stomach as a kid. Like, Oh God. Yeah. I was like, it's a little too much. That's a good start for you. Yeah. Uh, That explains something about you. I think too. (laughs) It kind of does. All right. We got got a a couple comments here from Instagram. First off at Benson lot said my fondest memories of Splatterhouse is just how badass it made me feel both in both playing it and in terms of how I felt like I was doing something wrong or against the rules because of the extreme violence. No. And lastly, 
at grab life by the controller. Ooh, I like that handle. That's a good yeah. one. Uh, he says, or he or she says, all the controversy it created. It just made me want to play it more. Yeah, funny how that happened. I <laughs> think. I think. Well, that they call that nowadays. That's the called the Streisand effect. Uh, hmm. You know, you heard about that? No, no, no. So there was a South Park episode in the early in their um, in their run. I think maybe second or third season, uh, where they they are making. I think it's when Barbara Streisand was trying to say something about protecting the coastline, but because she just wanted people to stay off her property. So they had this whole episode with Mecca Streisand, where it was a giant Barbara Streisand robot that was destroying things. Sounds like South Park, and it would have just passed right by. But she threw a fit about it and and was suing cease and desist and was trying to take them to court and sue them and all this stuff. And because of all the controversy that generated, it got a lot bigger, right? So more people uh, saw it than ever would have actually even cared about it. Millions of people knew about the Streisand, Mecca Streisand making fun of her thing only because she raised her thing. So nowadays they call that the Streisand effect. If if it's something that's a minor thing that if you just let it go, nobody would have noticed, but you throw a fit about it and now everybody knows about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's little, cool. I, little I, internet fun fact I for you. That. You know, I don't know what game it was. I don't know if it was Mortal Kombat or if it was Time Killers or another gruesome game, but I did read that there was um, someone who tried to manufacture controversy on a game and they like they purposely tried to get bad press because right. they knew that that's what potentially would happen. Absolutely. You know, so well, again, it, it might be Mortal Kombat, but I don't, you know, want to that, go on record that's, there. That's but. that old saying, right? Any any press is good press yeah, right, right. <laughs> so there you go all right uh moving from uh memories from our audience let's talk a bit about our memories of splatterhouse from back in the day Zach, yeah. you want to kick us off on that one sure well i never saw splatterhouse when it was in the arcades okay so, i mean and i played a ton of arcade games i know surprise right right uh but yeah never saw it in the 80s you know or 90s uh, when i was going to arcades a lot um but i do remember seeing splatterhouse for the turbo graphics 16 when it was in magazines and uh, I remember seeing it being like, this is awesome. Like, it looks crazy. And like, it's a horror game. It looks mature. Um, but I didn't have a Turbo Graphics. In fact, right. no one I knew had a Turbo Graphics until mm. much. I had one friend that did much later. But when this game, game came out, I didn't know anyone that had it. Um, I did want a Turbo Graphics. Like, I wanted, you know, that game and Bonk and some others. Um, but I lived in a, you know, hashtag Nintendo household, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Um, so I ended up getting a Super Nintendo and all that stuff. Uh, but I did really don't think I played Splatterhouse until we actually did this episode. Okay. I might have, yeah. but I really don't have any strong memories of that. Yeah. Um, so it was cool. It was like discovering this whole new game you yeah. know, for the first time. Only took me 30 years after the game came oh, out totally. to get into it. Well, I was the one that pushed for this episode. So, and I said, you know, I really wanted to, and and mostly because I know, because it has such an interesting history and it's a, just such an interesting part of a video game history. But I do have a little bit of memories back in the day. Um, in middle school, this game came out in middle school time for me. And everybody has that friend whose parents buy him everything, right? Back, Especially back then. Like, I did. I had one of those too. Right, one of those friends. So f- this was the friend that, had turbo graphics 16 and of course uh, it's also one of those friends that you mostly hang out with because they have everything right <laughs> was a guy he was okay but hey man let's go play the turbo graphics and we came over to his house and you know he's got that and i don't know how many games he had three or four or five but they were all things like i don't know bonk what the heck is that i don't know but i see the word splatterhouse and i'm like you yep. right there put that in let's let's do that i don't know what it is i'm all of what 12 10 11 at this time I'm like that sounds cool man let's do that and so we pop it in and yeah it was kind of, it was as some of our listeners are talking about like 
whoa. Because I at that point in my life, I hadn't seen Friday the 13th. I hadn't seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I hadn't seen, I don't think, any horror movies. This was uh, very soon after this, I saw the movie Terror Vision. And if, if, you, if you know it, <laughs> I've never that, seen that. Oh, it's the cheesiest. It's these guys, these, this family gets a giant satellite dish and it beam instead of, you know, like, oh, who are we going to get, you know, the cool TV back, back in the 80s? They didn't have like the direct TV dishes. You had to get, yeah, and they're like, one oh, of those. we're going to get the giant, like 15 foot satellite and get dish yeah. and get all the satellite, except it beams in, uh, uh, aliens from an alternate like horror dimension into their house <laughs> and they have to fight them off anyway and i still remember the song din, 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 terror vision oh my god Sounds why great. do i anyway <laughs> i had one of those big dishes when i was in high school i don't know if you oh, yeah. remember me having those when you used to come over oh like, gosh you behind know. the pool yeah yeah it was it was behind the, yeah <laughs> and uh, it was funny behind the weird street light that you, you would have <laughs> to turn the dish right yes. so you would say okay turn it from one position to the other and sometimes if you turn it just right you would be able to see questionable channels right. while it was turning totally it was uh yeah it was, no, it was did your parents have because i remember my, my uncle had a dish like this did your parents have that manual like that giant book it's like hbo yeah, east yeah. is at oh, 212 yeah. north and all, yeah oh, yeah just, like flip well, what was cool we used to watch mtv like east and then and then eventually it would catch up to west or yeah. whatever um but one of the coolest things i liked about it was that you would you would be able to pick up the feeds from like like newscasters who were just waiting to be called like you know <laughs> so like there's a panel you know and like a newscast oh yeah and there's someone just sitting there like oh like we're, we're gonna go live to our satellite yep. uh our, our yeah. you know larry on satellite yeah. from new york but it's he's just him sitting it's there just the, the talk, pre-roll of right him, talking like, to somebody else and they go okay five seconds five four and that that's you, awesome. you pick up on that stuff like that's you get so awesome from japan at nhk japan i still remember that was, oh that's so cool yeah it was cool what were we talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a bit of a tangent they, suffice to say i played this a bit back yeah. at that, that 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 friend's house and uh um was just thoroughly shocked as as everybody else has talked about yeah. um but yeah this is such a such a such a weird game um that i i don't know even with the tone down that they did like i'm still shocked this made it out yeah and and, and me too <laughs> i'm happy it did because it's it, it's such a such a cool game but in the arcades too like i i heard that this game might have been rare in the U.S. arcades. Maybe it was more common elsewhere. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, if it's 1990, it's an arcade sitting there. Actually, it was in the 88, right? Yeah. It's sitting in the arcade with all these more basic games, and you're a parent. You walk by, you're like, what the heck? Like, yeah. you know, uh, like, do I want my kid playing this? It's, as it's you crazy. said, I don't I don't think I remember ever seeing it in the arcade. No. Yeah. And one of our listeners posted that um, one just popped up in like a local arcade. I mean, they're out there. Right. Whether or not someone's like making it, you know, building a cabinet or whatever or fitting a retro or a um, putting Splatterhouse board in another game. Who knows? Right. But um, yeah, I'm curious how many original Splatterhouse arcades are actually in existence. It'd be interesting to find out. They're not cheap when you find them. All right, then. Uh, now let's talk about our playthrough over the last couple of weeks. Uh, to kick that off, uh, let's give Alex a call and get his input first All right, off. should we? Yeah, All let's right, do let's that. Go. All right. Here we go. All right. Put it on speaker here. Doing. He's probably sleeping right now. <laughs> he said he was night cooled up earlier. Yeah. Hey, dude, how you feeling? <laughs> Are you going to live? I'm gonna have to bleep that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do I do? I sound sexy. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's even more Alex. It's Alex to turned up to eleven. Well, there it is, Johnny Fever on the air. <laughs> All right, man. We wanted to. 
we wanted to get a few of your thoughts uh, into this podcast. Uh, first of all, uh, we, we, I know you've seen the comments from Kerry G. What do you think about him uh, saying you should be thanking him for, for playing, for picking Strider? This son of a bitch, this guy. This <laughs> <laughs> was a backhanded compliment he gave me. Right? <laughs> you, should, you should be thanking me. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, thank you. I may have another. Uh, listen, your suggestion, you play right with the rest of us. Don't leave anything out. I mean, come on, man. What's going on here? We're going to have Kerry G from the cheap seats. Right, we need it. We need yeah, a. a we need an Alex and Kerry G throwdown. I agree with that. I think we will, dude. Uh, anytime he wants to go down with Daytona USA, NBA Jam. There you. Oh, uh, let's do it. Boom shakalaka! I'm in for that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something with a little smack dog, you know. For sure, I'm, I'm down. Okay, we're gonna Zach get on it with your arranging powers. Oh, okay. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> we're 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 challenging Carrie G to a to a throwdown on some something like uh, yeah. Daytona or uh, we could like, do switch online or something. We'll figure something out. Oh, there you go. All right. We'll do it. Yeah. All right, dude. Did you get a chance? To, hopefully, before you uh, got laid up on on Nyquil and whatever you're else you're hopped up on, you get a chance to yeah. <laughs> to play Splatterhouse at all and not hallucinate. <laughs> yeah, no, I did, and I actually I uh, like to remember playing this game in the arcade. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and it was cool when it came out um, because it was one of these games where you're like, on you're Jason, and, and you're you're actually playing as Jason, and you sort of like a well, I mean, you're playing him, so you must be the hero, right? There must be some redemption arc here. So um, <laughs> there's a there's a pretty cool game, you know. There's there's no uh, girls running around topless getting at, uh, you know axed in the middle of the woods or anything. You're fighting aliens or zombies or something, but. Um, no, I like the game. It was good. I played a little bit on the emulator, unfortunately, because I don't have a Turbo Graphics 16. We've got to get you a though. Switch, man. You know, but um, no, it was fun, dude. I played a few levels, and uh, I like the fact that it's first. It's very basic. It's a very basic game. Totally. But I find it interesting that, and maybe Zach, you could tell me, you could turn the guy every direction, right? Down, I mean, you could face him away from towards That's into right. the screen. Yeah, yeah, you can. And there's a, there's a interesting. Yeah, and there's a level where you can look in a mirror and see yourself, which is cool. Yeah, I remember that. Nope. Remember that? Yeah. So I really like this game. I mean, it's just it's a classic. Yeah. Just, you know, How far did you get through on this playthrough? Oh man, I only got through the end of stage two. I didn't. I didn't play until uh, today. Did you? So, so did where did you? Where do you think you died at? Like on the boss? Uh, just before the boss. Yeah, so I got through all the swamp people or whatever and okay that's it yeah all right it was whatever i mean playing on the playing on the emulator whatever obviously i'd like to play this on the arcade i'd really like to play it on your turbo graphic 16 uh and we'll talk a little bit more about that uh out uh, after we uh, end the call but uh there's definitely some differences between the playthrough on the arcade and the turbo graphics i think you i think you would find the turbo graphics spoiler alert i think you'd uh, really appreciate the turbo graphics version <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, I think this game was great. I, that, I'm actually bummed I'm actually not there because, A, I wanted to dress up, and B, because uh, <laughs> it's a Halloween episode, right. and B, uh, I, want, I know nothing about this game. I know no backstory or anything like that. So I'm going to be listening along with Carrie G <laughs> to this podcast, <laughs> and I'm going to get the lowdown from you guys because uh, I uh, am really interested. 
on how this game came to be. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there was lots of uh, ups and downs and obstacles. I mean, I can't imagine that uh, some movie company wouldn't try to slap their rights on this thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's a little bit. Definitely, we have a little bit about, the, about that. There's a lot of interesting history to this. We've talked about earlier in this episode. And uh, when we release it, you, like you said, you and Carrie G, can, you guys can sit together by the fire, sipping hot That's chocolate, right. and listening to right. the we'll sultry continue. tones we'll of Zach and Dustin. We'll pop on the podcast, and uh, after that, we'll watch uh, Shoot the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Well, good stuff. Thanks uh, Thanks for calling in. Thanks for uh, listening. Well, you didn't call it. We called you. We bothered you in bed. All right, man. Well, thanks yeah, for joining us. Anything? Go in concert tickets. Yeah, no. Here. No. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Hold, hold, uh, hold. Uh, please hold. Uh, anyway, okay, man. Yeah, was a lo- long time uh, listener, uh, first, first time, time caller. caller. <laughs> <laughs> first time. All right, man. Well, get better soon. We'll talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to you again, man. All right. I'll see you. <laughs> see you, man. <laughs> he sounded a little loopy. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. There's a couple bleeps in there, I think. What would have been funny is if like he started describing a different game. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, and he's done that when he hasn't been sick, that, right? No, that is true. <laughs> That is wait, true. wait, 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 what game did we play this time? Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, now, Zach, let's talk about specific aspects of Splatterhouse so we can focus a bit on a bit more on what makes the game unique and memorable. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How fun was the game? What do you think? Fun factor of this game for you? Yeah, well, the arcade version, I think it's a must play. Yeah. Right. It's fun because you can whack monsters with board to see blood splatter and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just really hard. It's definitely. Right? It's a little too hard for my taste, which is kind of a bummer. I mean, you get unlimited continues because you in the arcade you could just put in more uh, more credits, more coins. Um, but when you die, you have to play the whole level from the yeah. beginning again. Yeah. You know, and it's just again, it's really really hard. Even the first boss, like I bet you most people couldn't get past the first boss without many many tries. So, like we've talked about before, arcade games were supposed to be hard because they wanted to collect more money. But you know, when it's so hard that you really can't get rhythm a rhythm down, yeah, it's just it makes it less fun. Yeah, no, I I, I would agree. Uh, definitely glad I got a chance to play the Turbo Graphics version a bit. Um, I definitely this game was uh, a bunch of fun. Just just for the the atmosphere, the music, the yeah. the, the stuff that's going on, like. Ooh, is that going to hurt me? Ooh, the, who's uh, there's acid, there's vomit, there's what? It's all over. Yeah, it's, it's all over the all place. It's just all sorts of neat, neat. <laughs> it's kind of weird to say. It's neat. There's vomit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean. You're cutting people open yeah. and all that. I actually, well, I actually wanted to mention something about the Turbo Graphics version too. But yes, it's kind of sucks that they edited it down. Yes, it's a basic game because Rick's kind of a slow, clumsy character. Yeah, right? he's not a real like nimble kind of a guy. He's, he's sort of like uh, Simon Belmont in some ways, you know, like, where, like <laughs> right. he's a little bit, you know, slow and all that. Um, but it's just such a neat setting. It's such a neat game. And because yeah. the Turbo Graphics game is more balanced, yeah. you can get through a lot of the game in a set of lives, even though you do have limited continues, which yeah. isn't as like forgiving as the, uh, the arcade game. Um, it's, it's easier. You know, you actually, you'll get, a, you have a, uh, an extra heart that you get mm-hmm. in the uh, Turbo Graphics game. So you actually get five hearts compared to the four hearts in the arcade. So I just think it makes the game more fun. Yeah. Because um, you can actually get into the game and, and, and see the different levels and splatter more bosses and splatter more enemies and everything. So, well, talking about the cool. splattering and let's, uh, let's focus a little bit more in on the graphics yeah. of this game. I mean, I think uh, the graphics are super, super cool. I mean, like yep. you, you've got, uh, a dungeon it goes between a lot of different uh areas it goes between a lot of different enemies they're grotesque as we've yep. talked about there um there's a lot of there's not a lot of there's a they, there's enemies that repeat but like 
there's a lot of variety to the enemies, right? You've got yeah, hulking is. monsters. You've got guys that drop down from the ceiling. You've got guys that throw up at you. You've got things that bats. You've got things Chainsaw that go Chainsaw guys, guys that break out of mirrors, yeah. like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the things, though, uh, and in doing some research for the episode, I really wish that they had kept in seeing on the uh, cutting room floor. There was a version of the heart meter where the hearts were beating while oh, you while cool. you play, and then when you lose them, the heart like explodes. That's cool. I was, oh man, I probably just took up too much CPU or something, but I was like, oh, that'd be really cool. But I That's mean, really like, cool. there are there's a lot of stuff like that going on in the game itself, where there's a lot of movement, a lot of the game feels really alive. Yeah, you know? I, to- I totally agree with you. I think the graphics were great for the time, um, and just even the bosses were cool. Like, yeah, there's a level two. The level two boss is my favorite. And that's the room. It's a haunted room. Oh, totally. Yeah, so you're fighting. It's, a, chi- it's weird to call that a boss, but it is. It is, right. You're just fighting a bunch of stuff in the room. There's like right. evil chairs. It starts and with the chair. It starts, sorry, it starts with stuff coming down from the ceiling. Right. You have to dodge. Then there's an then evil there's chair. chair. Then there's one knife that just spins and you know, flies at you. Then there's two, two knives. More, two different knives. And then you fight a picture frame, you know, a picture in a picture frame. Right. Um, and then if you beat that guy, that's what we talked about earlier where the, if uh, you don't get, if you're right, not careful, you get smashed right, by the chandelier Chandelier comes down at you. Um, but it looks, it looks fantastic. And I think a game called Splatterhouse should look great. And when, and the grotesque part of the game should be exciting. Yeah. And this game, I think it lives up to its name. What's it's funny awesome. is they put a lot of detail in, in a lot of the movements and a lot of the enemies, but what they didn't put any detail in is Rick jumping. Oh, he's like terrible. when you hit the button and you hit the button and he just freezes as this, this his sprite just basically freezes. Yeah. And you what's nice is you can maneuver him in the air. And we've had some games where you can't you can position him, but he doesn't do anything except just freeze and then land. So they, <laughs> yeah. they did all this interesting graphical work everywhere else. And then his jumping uh, uh, move is like, I'm yeah, frozen. His sprite is very simple. Yeah. Anyway. He does have a, we talked about um, when we were playing the game before the podcast that you can do a slide move with Rick. Oh, you're spoiling some of my tips and oh, tricks. Oh, am I? Okay. Well, that, that move is very hard to pull off. It I was is. very, I was very uh, sad about that. Well, so next question we moved on. We've already touched on, sorry, the a little bit about the difficulty. I think uh, we both pretty much agree. The turbo graphics difficulty is pretty spot on, I think, I right? Yeah, right. I, would rather, I would rather play a game all the way through and it be slightly easy knowing that I, there's more things to try to master. Right. Whether you beat the game faster or you beat it you know, with your feet like I did Punch-Out. Actually, I didn't beat Punch-Out, <laughs> but I played with my feet anyway. Um, but uh, and there's also a um, hard mode in the home version of Splatterhouse and the Turbo Graphics. Right. So like, yeah, you can actually put it on hard and play it again. It's not like Strider where everything's hard. Right. right? So I, I would, again, I would rather skew easy than super hard where you can't even beat the first level and you just get frustrated. Yeah. I mean, this game was hard. Um, I played mostly the arcade version, which is much harder. I only got a little bit of time on the Turbo Graphics version. Uh, and it's still hard. Um, but most, again, I think that the, the difficulty that I faced was just like the stuff that I am not good at in video games. I think that the the difficulty, I, even the arcade version was hard, but I think it wasn't ridiculous like some of the other games we've played. Yeah, we played some ridiculous stuff. <laughs> I do think, yeah, I do think the arcade version could have been toned down just a little bit. A little bit. There you go. Me. Okay. All right. Tips and tactics. I've got a yeah. few. Do you? What do you got for uh, what do I got? Um, Not a lot of tips. I mean, I'm sure I could dig something out here, but I, I have some codes. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to read the codes themselves. I was going to look them up. I was gonna, everyone, pull out your game right, genie and your go. and your uh, decoder no, ring. I did. I did Be find sure out. Be sure to drink your yeah. Ovaltine. Yeah. 
so a couple codes here. There is a stage select on the TurboGrafx yep. version and a sound test, which is awesome. Uh, I talked about the hard mode already. Um, but I, th I think it's awesome that, again, if you want to go to a specific stage to practice, you can do that with this with the uh, stage select. Mm -hmm. uh, because there's limited continues, maybe the game's hard for you. It you know, gives you some more options right. there. Um, and you don't have to use it. But after you beat the game, you should be able to kind of do whatever you want with it. Right. You know what I mean? It's like if I want to go practice the last level or if I want to just show someone a boss, like, hey, check out this crazy boss in, yeah. in Splatterhouse, you can do that. So there, there are I love quite, the fact that there, there's uh, codes in the game. Yeah, there's quite a few games I like where they don't let you do that until you've beat until it. Until you beat the game. Yeah. Right. And, and it actually randomly just popped in my head. There is, uh, you know, remember the movie Galaxy Quest? Yes, I do. They have, I love that movie. Uh, they have an, an Easter egg like that on the DVD um, where, because there's a whole um, kind of MacGuffin in the movie, the Omega 13, I think it's called. Um, and you can a access that. Uh, and if you do it, I think if you, if you, when you access it, it basically rewinds part of the movie and messes with it. Um, but you can't access it until you finish watching the movie. That's so you cool. have to have seen what this Omega 13 thing is before you get, by the way, if you are any much of a nerd and if you're listening to our <laughs> sultry tones, you must be. And yes. you haven't seen Galaxy Quest? Dear God, go pick up that movie right now on your local friendly iTunes or Google Play. Run or whatever. to your local Blockbuster video <laughs> right now. Get that right. VHS. Pop that thing in. Oh my God! Hopefully, somebody was kind and rewound that previously. One and, of and watch it. I forget who it is. If it was uh, one of the Star Trek uh, main guys, like Shatner or, or um, uh, I almost said Picard, Patrick Stewart, one of the big guys on the set said it was, uh, the, one of the best Star Trek movies ever made, even though it's not really a Star Trek movie. That's funny. It's so good. Anyway, actually, now I think about it, you, you, that wouldn't work on the VHS. You'd have to have the DVD. Exactly. <laughs> right. By Grabthaw's hammer, I will avenge you. Um, I, I have a couple of tips and tricks. Well, Zach already talked about the, um, stage select, uh, for the slide kick, I've got the combo. If you want to try it, the way you do it is you jump forward in the air, then press diagonally down and jump and kick. Uh, <laughs> Wait, jump? So you both buttons, you mean? Uh, diagonally down and press both buttons, yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I got it to work like maybe half the time I tried I think, it. Yeah, you were just button mashing. <laughs> yeah, it was annoying. There's, a, I think, level six, I think it is, where you're fighting these little like you know, like like womb creature things yeah. for lack of a better description, um, like embryos or something like that. Yeah. Like it, they're kind of all along the ground and right. that slide kick could take out a bunch of them, mm. but just couldn't get it to work What's reliably. funny is you didn't, you don't really know what the real combo is and you were able to pull it off. I knew what buttons to press. I never was able to get it to work. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really weird. hard. Um, a little tip and uh, trick that I ran across was um, if you've got a weapon and you see another weapon, um, uh, you can drop one, your weapon, pick that one up, move a little bit, and you can basically just keep picking them up and dropping them. So if you want to kind of basically keep two weapons, I heard about that. You yeah, get like it, two shotguns or something. Like yeah, that if you, it, yeah. it's very helpful on the chainsaw man level that basically you end up, you can get to that end part with two chainsaws or sorry, two uh, shotguns. Uh, I get that guy's a jerk, by the way. Uh, the chainsaw yeah. guy. When, when I talk to people about Splatterhouse, like, and I've you know, been posting a lot on uh, on social, socialing, You've been it, socialing out, right? it out. People just talk about the chainsaw guy. Like, they hate him. That's a lot of people died on that guy. Cause <laughs> yeah. It's just, you I know, can you get, so you get to the guy with it with the shotgun, and you get to him with like eight rounds, the max number of rounds, and you're thinking, like, oh, yeah, I just stand there and blow this guy away. You waste all your rounds on him, and you still have to hit him a bunch of times yeah. five, six, seven times. It's just. 
Yeah, while well, he's like swinging dual chainsaws at you, and he's like three times your size or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Ugh. Pain in the butt. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, a uh, couple last questions here. Uh, is there anything that, that would have made this game a little bit better, or is it good as it is? Mr. I think. Uh, I think Rick being a little more uh, nimble would have been nice. <laughs> nimble. A little faster. Right. Well, because there's, there's parts where like there's enemies trying to drop things on you. You just can't get out of the way. Yeah. Just, you know, you just get hit so much. Um, being able to do the slide move a little easier would be nice, like we <laughs> talked about. <laughs> right. Outside of that, I don't have many gripes with this game. Like I could say, eh, maybe more weapons or something, but the game's kind of cool the way it is. I oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I really like this game a lot. I think uh, I would have really appreciated it if they had a better checkpointing slash where you continue uh, system. Mm. I mean, when you lose uh, just a life, it, it there is some sort of checkpointing that happens. You don't have to go all the way back. Yeah. But when you end up having to continue, you go really far back. I know. And there's some levels too. I think it's I, I think it's six or something it's super long. There's like you know, four or five parts to it. Yeah. You get to the boss. You lose your third life. You have to play that whole damn thing again. Well, just so even annoying. level two, I died by getting hit in the head by a teacup or whatever the heck it was. <laughs> and and suddenly I'm back like three screens, three you know scrolls back. And I'm yeah. like, oh God, I have to go through all of this again. Yeah, I will have to say the levels aren't terribly long. I mean, there's games that I played where- Longer than Strider. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for, maybe they're close, but yeah, longer strider. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, uh, shing, shing, that, shing. I think that shing, shing, I think that's it for me. Just, um, I ran into some issues in certain parts of the game yeah. and you probably can guess <clears throat> where, um, yeah. yeah. You know, um, you said you played on the switch, right? The arcade version. Mostly right? played on the yeah. switch. Yeah. One thing I would have liked on the switch version was to go completely full screen. It has a, on the switch, the screen's a little smaller. It has you a can. cool background. You can like go. Um, full, in, full screen? Well, so you can um, zoom. There's a in the options menu. Uh, there's a there's a, 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 a X Y reset kind of interesting. Thing. Okay, uh, yeah. So you can zoom in on it. That's cool. Yeah, I just I just didn't like that border. And even black, the screen was kind of smaller. Like I just wanted it, you know, well, bigger. But it, it's more pixel accurate. That's why they're doing that. Because when you blow it up, because that's the the amount. Of yeah, pixels. of course. That's the, <laughs> the resolution. It's the right, right, right yeah. resolution. So you blow it up, and you're just and now you're getting into bleh territory. I want it bigger. Sixty five inch TV isn't big enough. You know? <laughs> Like, exactly. So All then, right. Forgetting that we used to play on like you know thirteen inch, nineteen inch TVs back in the day. You know, right? Crazy. Exactly. With with what four eighty resolution? Right. All right. Our most over, important yeah. question: How far did you get? I, I mean, it's not really important. We already. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying the most important question. Uh, how far did we all get? And, uh, our score for Splatterhouse, we're really, I mean, I can tell you my score, but we're really kind of, how far did you progress yeah, in the that's game? Cool. Uh, we heard from, uh, Mr. Alex that he got a little bit before the, uh, second level boss. I it's a shame you should have saw that second level boss. So cool. Shame, 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 shame. Ding, ding. Oh, sorry. Game of Thrones reference. I finally watched that show. Oh. Um, anyway, uh, I then got further than Alex. Yay! You did. All I right. did. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Like the um, arcade version is definitely harder than the Turbo Graphics version, but I died at the same place on both of them. <laughs> and it's really because it's the se- it's a second level boss. There's just so much going on in that thing, and I, and inevitably I got hit by something. And by the time I got there, I was already down to to not only a few hearts. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just could not get that. And it's really because of the dang jumping part before that there, there's basically, it's like the grotesque horror version of moon patrol. Like you have to, 
<laughs> you have to jump over these like spiky shells and then two guys pop up at you. And, I like you that know, part though. It's I, cool. I, I like that Walking part. And, sewer. and I think that if I had really, I feel like if I could put a, have put a whole day into this like straight, I would have gotten it a lot better. I, I played it for many hours, but into like chunked up sections. Yeah. So I would only play yeah. it for an hour or two here and there. And then I'd come back the next and I'd kind of get that pattern down. I'd be like, okay, I get, I can get through this. Okay. Well, I died in the boss. All right. Tomorrow I'll put it down and tomorrow I'll get yeah, this you right. Totally could. And, and if it, then I'd be like, oh wait, what was the pattern? Again? So I, I kept messing that up. I think if I had been able to just like, I'm all right, wife and kids go do something else. Daddy's playing Splatterhouse for 24 hours. Uh, like, That's, yeah, like funny. Galaga guy for 10 hours straight. Like if I could have done that, I think I, I'm pretty sure I could have got farther. I just kept messing the patterns up. Yeah, and it's not like Strider where it's going to get harder on you as you go, right? So it's, right. it's consistent. Did any of your did your kids like watch you play Splatterhouse? Or oh gosh, else? No, I, no. That's the other thing that that and that's a, something I was going to bring up as well. With some of these other games, I was able to play it more often because I could play it in front of my kids. Yeah, uh, Strider, they saw some of that and they're like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." The guys floating around in space. I was like, "I'm not playing this one in yeah. front of my kids." I, I play a five year old. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not beating up a zombie in front of my five-year-old. I had uh, the Switch undocked because I couldn't play it on the TV with my kids around. And uh, and even then, I noticed like my son was like crawling on the couch slowly, just like looking. Uh, he's trying to look at what I'm playing. Yeah. Because he knows I'm trying to not show him something or whatever. And so, yeah, I did. Oh, no. Yeah. So I couldn't even do the undock switch because my five-year-old would just come bounding the room and, and like jump next to me. What are you doing, Dad? What are you doing? Oh, and just like, Ugh! I'm like, so I'm not dealing with that. Nothing just cutting open people with a meat yeah. cleaver, you know? Right. Okay. So uh, died on the in both versions on the second level boss. Right. What about you? Uh, take a guess. Big guess. You beat um, the game with your toenail this time. <laughs> so I beat the TurboGrafx-16 version on, I think, my fourth or fifth play. Just okay. went through it. Um, it was cool because the beating the game the first time was totally epic because I was on my last continue, my last life, and I think I was probably down to like one or two like hit points. <laughs> okay. The last boss is kind of a jerk and there is a random element to it. So like every time you, like he pops out of the ground, there is like head pops up and then these two hands pop up and kind of grab at you. And then every time like he goes back underground, things fall from the sky. Those things that fall from the sky, like rocks or whatever, they're kind of randomized. So like, you know, you're going to take hits and you got to right. play them a few times. So you find, get a lucky break, you know, right. that kind of a thing. So I died a few times, but yeah, like last life, last continue, finally took it down. Um, since then I beat the game a few times. Um, in fact, the last time I played through it, I, I was like stopping near the end of the game going, man, I really like this game. Like, I don't know what it is, yeah. but like I'm having so much fun. Maybe because again, the, the challenge is pretty simple compared to some of the games we played. I'm just having fun experiencing the game. Yeah. So much so that I ended up going on eBay and I bought a complete copy of wow. Splatterhouse. The, the, and we'll talk, we'll talk in a second here. That's not exactly cheap. It is not. No, it's not. Um, but I was like, you know what? I have a turbo graphics. I don't have this game. I would like, this is just such a centerpiece of that system Yeah. that if there's one game you should have complete for this system. It's oh, absolutely. That. This is how I talk myself up. To <laughs> <laughs> and to that, that none of that was said yeah. to your wife. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> How loud are we talking? Right, exactly. Um, but however, I did not beat the arcade version. I got really frustrated. I got to that embryo stage. I don't know, was that six, six that's right? Six, yeah. And I and I died on the boss, like I talked about. Wow, you know, yeah. I thought I beat the boss and then she killed me or whatever. Um, and I just couldn't get any further. I even resorted to save states a couple of times, wow. which is like something I almost never do. Right, right. And it's still super hard. And I was like, I'm not even having fun because I'm not, again, I'm not playing longer than like, 
a minute because I'm dying that fast. I'm just like, right. yeah, it's not that fun. So, <laughs> okay. All right. Now for my last question, would you play Splatterhouse again? I'll kick this one off. Um, I would absolutely play this again. Glad got to get my $30 worth out of that uh, Namco museum. <laughs> right. But not only that, um, I, w- as I'm thinking about this, you know, something I used to do with video games a lot um, was kind of tandem play, right? Like buddy play. Mm-hmm. You've, I know what I suck at in video games, and I and I've got friends. Well, I've got. I some, know what you suck at in video games yeah, too, <laughs> right? I've got some friends who don't suck at anything in video games, but I, you know, we I like playing back with my brother back in the day, or playing yeah. playing with with friends who aren't freaking gurus like you. <laughs> um, you, you would kind of uh, figure out like your strengths and weaknesses, and like, oh, you take this part, and you take that That's part. Right. So, yeah. like, if I, it, I absolutely would just play this on my own just to mess around with it but hey if i i've got a friend over and it's like oh this guy's good at this thing hey man why don't you take level two because i i've i'm having trouble getting you through that part i'll take three because i know three is x y and z so i'd love to do that with this kind of game i i miss doing that with are you asking games. me out is that what's no. going on here are you are no. you asking me in i guess <laughs> do you want to play splatterhouse with me right no because it, like i playing with you is just like all right i'm just gonna let him keep going because let's play a two-player game i don't want to be i start you'll never play right <laughs> or like you're, you're just a, or i start and you're like really dude really you're gonna die on that part i used again? to have a friend growing up here i won't name names because he's still my friend who would would uh, like harass me while I was playing a game. Like, what are you doing? It's so stupid. Get, oh my God, you're going to die. Blah, blah. And then like I would die. And he'd be like, I told you you're going to die. Give me that controller. Like just harassing me. <laughs> like I'm like, no wonder you sp- got good. You were right. abused. Yeah, basically. I was like, well, how am I supposed to like concentrate on being good when I'm being harassed the whole time beating the game? But yeah, so when I when I watch you play, I don't do that to you. I actually just I hear it in your head. <laughs> it's not it's yeah. it's it's loud. How is this guy an adult? How did you become an adult and you can't play this? Uh, you can't beat this level. Yeah. You sound like my friend James, that Mr. Tetris. He's Mr. Tetris. Mr. Tetris. Uh, uh, these podcasts will go up, and inevitably, a few hours later, I'll get a text like the heck is wrong with you you little girl or whatever like <laughs> just like really couldn't bad even beat splatter house. couldn't even beat splatter house ah man jumping puzzles me and jumping puzzles you know all right uh so you would play this again right i would definitely Absolutely. Well, i hope so i spent like <laughs> right? how much on this stupid thing right no but the arcade version i would play it only to get my kicks hitting things with a board like i said seeing more blood and that sort of stuff right um but yeah the turbo graphics 16 will be in regular rotation totally that was really fun i was glad i got a chance to play that version yep all right well now it's time for jp's collector's corner collector's corner with special ghost ghost (laughs) ghost host i like it that That totally totally works works. that was a freudian slip but it works uh special ghost host is me (laughs) so the original turbo no i'm not going to do the whole segment like vampire what's going on here (laughs) i want to eat your turbo graphics um so stupid <laughs> that is pretty stupid. please leave that in yeah, I, will let, I will leave that in. <laughs> that was so dumb uh yeah uh, just a little behind the scenes here I'll, I'll say something stupid like that and then then i'll then the podcast will get released and it's like well that's not in there again thank you zach you yeah. took that out but you, every once in a while you got to leave in a yep. dustin stupidism yep all right so the original turbo graphics 16 card of splatterhouse is a bit pricey there's just not a lot of uh, inventory out there for most Turbo Graphics games, and that might be why Splatterhouse is not cheap. Yeah, the card just by itself, no case, no manual, it's gonna get go for about fifty or sixty. 
and you're looking at 80 to to $100 to get that case in manual alongside it. Yeah, that's about what I paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh boy. Well, nobody needs to eat, right? That We're is good. true. Yeah. <laughs> Groceries are overrated. Yeah, right. Well, you know what's crazy too when you think about it? Like, hey, so the card is 50 or 60. That means you're paying like, what, like 20 to 40 bucks for a jewel case? The jewel case and, and the, the paper. Wow. Well, so, and, and you're not getting off uh, any easier... Uh, by buying Splatterhouse 2 and 3. Those uh, Genesis games are pretty expensive as well. The carts go for 60 and up with complete copies going for upwards of 120. And, and I wonder why though. I mean, maybe the same thing. Like maybe they smaller runs or something. I don't know. Cause we, you know, we, we've had some experience with, I've bought some really great Genesis games that were like five, 10, yep. 15, maybe 20 bucks for just cartridge alone. So you're talking 60 bucks just for the cart. It might be the name. I mean, Splatterhouse is so cool sounding, yeah. right? I, who knows? I didn't get to actually play two or three. So yeah. now I'm actually really looking forward to those. I don't, that'll I'm be a, that'll that much. <laughs> yeah. That'll be next month when you, the next paycheck, right? <laughs> right. All right. So, uh, the, there's that 2010 reboot reboot that we've talked about earlier. That's only like 15 bucks or so. So if you got a PS3 or an Xbox 360, uh, that's a great deal because that yeah. includes, as we talked all about, three. all three of the original games. Yep. So uh, I don't, have, I don't have either one of those though. No, I, I gave I've one never, my PS3 and never had an Xbox 360. I've never had an Xbox 360. Yeah, um, definitely had the PS3, but not anymore. Uh, I'm gonna pick up a PS2 is probably my next console purchase because yeah, I've talked got about so that, many yeah. like we talked about so many of those PS1 There's and 74 games. million games to choose from. There's a lot. It feels like it. Well, and I feel like I've got 71 million. There's a pile of games <laughs> I can't even play. Uh, all right. So uh, before we get to the crazy collectible of the month, I wanted to mention one piece of Splatterhouse memorabilia I came across that is just. Uh, it's I just found it kind of weird that's appropriate okay yeah but not weird in that way it's uh, on the site redbubble which is kind of like etsy uh some artist is spe- selling a splatterhouse throw blanket, <laughs> throw blanket. <laughs> it's got like a okay. four foot version of the terror mask printed on it okay and not only so just that alone is odd but th- i love the listing the listing the picture on the listing looks like something out of the Ikea catalog in hell. This this terror ma- four-foot terror mask throw blanket is sitting on this pristine white bed next to a hipster-looking lamp on one side and a, a cactus nice. to, to the other. It's the it's just the weird juxtaposition. I think we should show, social did they, out. Did they have a, a bowl with wicker balls? Yeah, totally. It? <laughs> exactly. It's this very like clean-looking, like uh, hipstery kind of bedroom with mm. a giant four-foot terror mask throw throw blanket yeah and it can be yours for under forty dollars if you want to make sure no one else ever shares your bed right <laughs> i got a blanket for you yeah yeah hey come over and see my terror mask blanket my splatterhouse blanket <laughs> they could have put something more disgusting on that blanket really if they you know they really wanted to make it nasty There's plain, sure, but why is there from. but why is there a splatterhouse throw blanket to begin with it just seems like a very odd thing it's very all right so now it's time for alex's favorite segment i'm sorry he missed it this this uh month the crazy collectible of the month and uh, by the way, I don't know why we've been calling it the crazy collectible of the week. I've been for, for like 30 episodes. <laughs> oh, I've been calling it the crazy collectible of the week. And we only do this once a month. So, um, oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now it's the crazy collectible, collectible of the month. month. All right. We're changing the name. JP is going to come back and be like, what? Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, Wait, this, he's coming back. What? Yeah, he, maybe. He, Apparently, yeah, hopefully. He's like, Here, here's my son. He's 13. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Um, all right. So I believe that this is the first time, if I remember correctly, that the Crazy Collectible has actually just been a version of the game. Um, so in 1989, Fujitsu released a sort of game console slash PC called the FM Towns, which is a weird name. I think of like FM radio. When yeah. I think like uh, FM. There's an old Steely Dan FM. song. So static at all. Well, well this <laughs> this uh, system was only available in Japan and was discontinued in 1997. Uh, there were a couple of different versions. There was like a more PC tower looking version. There was one uh, a version called Marty. Marty, yeah, FM Towns Marty. Like, FM yeah, Towns console, Marty, which is more console-y. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, that was a, it went through a run in the early 90s. Um, and so outside the TurboGrafx-16, this was pretty much the only other system that Splatterhouse was released for. Um, there are some copies floating around. It's not all that rare. But even still, the FM Towns version will run you bare minimum, the lowest price I've been able to find in, in my research, $220. Wow. Just for a copy of the game. Um, and, and hey, but what if you actually want to play this thing that you spent a few <laughs> hundred dollars on? Well, you're in luck. A couple of Fujitsu FM Towns computers are actually posted to eBay <gasps> as of this recording. Wow. Getting uh, out my phone. Yeah. You better hurry. They're going for the low, low price of $800. Wow. So you're talking about to play the FM Towns version of this game, you've got to spend more than $1,000. That is crazy. And you, you know what you're you really, really buying? Bit, be you're really this. buying an old tower computer. Right. You're, really? buying, you're buying like something I would have sold back in my good guys days. Something I got from Compaq or... or, or <laughs> Compaq Presario. That was, my first, that was my first home computer. Like, like, like Packard Bell. Yeah, Packard, Packard Bell. Bell. Yeah. Uh, Gateway. Their computers came in a box with cow print on it. Wow. Oh, uh, yeah. I we're, finally got rid of and the my, Sony Vio. That was a Vio, yeah, that, was that was the fancy one. one we saw. Right. I finally got rid of my tower, the last tower computer that I built oh, wow. from I, like maybe it was two thousand one or two that right. I built it. This thing I spent, you know, maybe it was five or six hundred dollars back in the day, and it matched every part, and I meticulously put it together, yeah. and it had like see-through case and all that. <laughs> I never could get rid of it, even though it was like a Windows right. XP machine or something. I just couldn't do it because it was like back then it was the coolest thing in the world, but now they're like doorstoppers. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah they, they, the the times they are changing. That stuff just yeah. flips over so quickly. FM Towns. FM Towns. Go. Marty. Thousand, thousand Marty. Bucks. What do you mean to call this thing? I don't know. Marty. Marty. <laughs> well, FM Towns to begin with. Okay, weird. All right, so Someone now. please tell us what that means. It gotta I actually, something. I did. I look at the uh, Towns is, is the, was the code name of, of the system as it was being developed. But it was T O W N E S, but they were worried people would pronounce it totally screwed up, so they changed it to Towns. What does FM mean? Oh, wait, it says, the, I'm looking at Wikipedia. Like the FM, machine? yeah, Fujitsu Micro. Fujitsu Micro. micro. Okay, yeah, there you Fujitsu go. Fujitsu Micro Towns doesn't sound, Micro Towns hey, sounds hey, like something. Save your in podcast Wikipedia uh, research oh, for the quick play, dude. There you go, right. <laughs> We've actually prepared for this episode. Right, exactly. Right, all right. <laughs> all right, now it's time for our weekly retro game giveaway. We've got a an original copy of Splatterhouse from the depths of JP's game vault wrestled away from a severed hand giving us the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> this week's winner is Merlin R. All right, Merlin. Uh, so, Zach, why did we pick him? First of all, his name's Merlin, well, which, come on, right totally, there. Totally I rocks. hope he wears robes. Uh, yeah. Uh, but seriously, you know, Merlin has been following us for a while. He's a good dude. And as proof of his goodness, mm. I'd like to share that Merlin will be holding a special charity streaming event on Twitch on November 2nd, 2019. Uh, he'll be playing games for 24 hours straight Wow! as part of the Extra Lives event, which raises money for children's hospitals. Oh, well, there you so, go. Yeah. So if you want to watch Merlin, try to stay awake. 
and or donate to his cause or the cause, head over to twitch.tv slash Merlin Yes Really. <laughs> oh, my God. Merlin Ray, Yes yeah. Really. So his goal is only 200 bucks, which is totally achievable. So let's try to get him there. I'm, I'm going to be there watching it. If I can make it here, I'm going to definitely try. Yeah. I don't know if I'll watch the whole thing, but I'll definitely try to catch <laughs> yeah, I don't a bit. know if I'll watch all 24 hours either. <laughs> you know, definitely want to. I mean, I, I'm the hugest Star Wars nerd I know, and there's a 27-hour marathon coming wow. in December at AMC, and I'm not doing that. So yeah. if I... <laughs> I doubt I'll last all 24 hours, yeah. but well, children's charities are really, you know, close to my heart. I mean, I, I think any parent would say that. Absolutely. Right? And, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So good luck, Merlin. And uh, congratulations, dude. Yeah. I've, uh, I'm not going to get into the whole history, but I have a special place in my heart for, uh, Lucille, uh, Packard Stanford hospital, uh, children's hospital. Uh, so this is definitely, uh, like as Zach said, near, dear to my heart. So please, if, uh, if it makes uh, sense to you, if you hear this podcast before the second, uh, go ahead and, and tune into that twitch.tv slash Merlin. Yes, really. Um, and maybe plunk down a couple bucks for towards his goal. Um, you know, it goes to very, uh, very needy causes and yep. very, uh, uh, very awesome, uh, work that you're doing there, Merlin. So keep up the good work, man. Appreciate and hope, it. And I hope you have a turbo graphics to play this dang thing on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we spent the money to get you a copy of the game. We we like you. We we think you're doing great work for children's hospitals, but that's it. That's as far as we go. He's like, I got this card in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> well we'll have our beautiful autographs near there it. You go. So that's that, that's there what you go. counts, I guess. All right, uh, next up, let's reveal what games we're going to play for our next episodes. Uh, so our next uh, recording will be uh, our quick play. Yep. Um, why don't you tell boys sure. and boils? What did you say? Boils and ghouls? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why don't you tell the boils and ghouls at yeah. home what uh, we're going to be doing for quick be, play? We're going to be crossing the road, man. Crossing the road. We're not playing, crossy road. That's not crossy game. road, no. <laughs> man, my daughter played that like, I don't know, about a year ago, whatever. So many like ads and weird things in it. And mm-hmm. like it was, I do not like the game. Anyway. We're playing two Atari Classics Freeway, mm-hmm. which is a David Crane game. Oh, right. Getting back uh, in there. Yeah. And Frogger. Yay. Which I think everyone loves Frogger. Everyone loves Frogger, but I've got a special place in my heart for Freeway. That'll be a fun little play. Mm-hmm. All right. And then uh, afterwards, uh, hopefully we get the band back together for our next mainline episode. Yeah. Season two, episode four. We're going to play Donkey Kong. All right. And not like... Donkey Kong Country, not like <laughs> right. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, whatever. We're playing the original OG, OG Donkey Kong. There's so much history to that game, and it still continues to this day. We talked about the Galaga competitions. There's you know Donkey Kong con- oh, yeah. uh, competitions this day. Um, it'll be a really fun episode to talk about. I think Donkey Kong's been covered in different media forms. Um, yeah, the King so of Kong movie. That yeah, whole thing, we're not going to be the first ones to touch on this topic, but I think we can bring our unique brand of retro game guys, right. humor and insight. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. and it's getting closer to Mario. I think at some point we're going to have to break down and play Super Mario Brothers. We did Mario Brothers. The arcade Mario Brothers as our first, first Very ever first. episode. Yeah. So eventually we're gonna have to get to Super Mario, which that, oh yeah, well Super Mario and yeah, and and Sonic, those are our two, right? Yep. Our big our big pinnacle for Nintendo and our big pinnacle for Genesis. Uh, those will be coming up in the within the year. We got to do them soon. Uh, so and maybe Bonk, you can consider that to be the pinnacle for Turbo Graphics. Maybe <laughs> he's making a face right now. I'm, okay, yeah. I'm going with Splatterhouse as the pinnacle for Turbo Graphics. All right, <laughs> I'll take that one. All I'll right, so it. let's get into uh, our recap. Let's wrap it up here with the recap of the Splatterhouse rankings. 
This is kind of how it always goes. <laughs> Poor JP. JP doesn't even have to show up and he gets fourth place because he, he would have probably got it anyway. And you know what's funny? We did talk about calling him and he could have played the game. He could have said, texted me and said, hey, I got to the third level. We would have counted it, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could have I mean, lied. I yeah. Sure. I would have You allow a newborn, par a parent of a newborn to, to lie to you. It's fine. But uh, childbirth he did, is he, gross. <laughs> childbirth is disgusting. Um, so he didn't call in. So he gets fourth. Yep. Uh, in third place, uh, not quite getting through level two. Uh, that would be Alex. Uh, second place, I almost got to. The, oh, I got to the boss and just kept getting in the head, hitting the head with teacups and knives. Couldn't get through that boss. I just didn't have enough hearts to. Uh, oh, now Siri wants to call. <laughs> Oh, what'd you say? I must have said something about Alex, and now it's like, here's the contact. He would hate you right now if you called him. Oh <laughs> He's like, God. I'm He's trying like, to sleep. I'm zonked out. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so. Get to the first place. Come on. Uh, You're in first place, Zach. Yay! All right, moving on. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days. What, what was Darius? It's Darius, right? Yeah. We're doing that. Yeah. I, that's going to be, we're going to. After we recorded the episode, I was like, I wonder if it's, if it's pronounced Darius. Maybe it's Darius. I don't know. Darius. Someone tell us. <laughs> I won't be soothed. Um, anyway, soon. yes, a, a shooter would be hard for me. Um, something like a Sim um, Sim City could be Ooh, one because I'm, we're talking. We're not talking reflexes. I am See, that's, a Sim City god. Yes. Oh, Ooh. what? I love Sim City. By the way, the Super Nintendo Ooh. Sim City. We could do that one. Ooh. Yeah, you're speaking my language here. Yep. I have. I have. We'd have to do I have a few different versions of SimCity-like games yep. on my iPad right here yep. that I play currently. Mm, and, you know, delicious. We, we would have to delicious. do... Delicious. I think I found my niche. <laughs> yeah. I, think I, I think found we, my angle here. I think we'd have to do the money code on the SNES. Maybe I'd get outvoted there, but, like, it's really hard to make money in that version for some okay. reason. Well, but, so I will say I've never played the Super Nintendo okay. version, so that would yeah. be an interesting uh, Cause you have to take like, for me. You know, you, you do the whole taxes thing and like you make yeah. money every season, I, but I, I always how, run out of money. I know how SimCity yeah. works. So. But I always run out of money like in February and I'm like, okay, well, or whatever it would be like, I guess oh, it's God. June. You so <laughs> yeah, so I don't have any money and it's like, I don't know what to do. So I cheat oh, to no get money, money to build. No money code. Oh, oh no. God. Oh, listeners. Are we replacing think, Donkey Kong here? Is I, that no, 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 no. We'll go through freeway and frogger quick play main donkey kong but i think we may have an angle here for a, a future a near future episode and see and, this, and the sad thing is is i know like i know how you're gonna get there because that is that does feel like it would be your opening so yeah um, i'm a little scared actually <laughs> yeah. a <little> scared. <laughs> might be able to end the streak all right guys that's uh, all the time we have for our splatterhouse episode we hope you enjoyed this podcast and it makes you want to throw some bad guys up against the wall and see what happens. Yeah. Maybe maybe they'll and splatter. Let's see what sticks. Uh, it, we also hope that you want to avoid seeing childbirth. <laughs> yeah. All right. No so, one's going to judge you if you just close your eyes at those just, precise just moments. Hold her hand. Tell her everything's going to be okay. Just don't look. All right. So and don't take pictures either. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Now, I, this game, not gross. Anyway. For the retro game guys, Zach, the sickly Alex, the exhausted daddy JP, I'm Dustin saying game on. Until next time, friends. So, you want to know the story of Splatterhouse, the new horror video game for TurboGrafx-16? They say he stalks the old haunted mansion. They He's looking for his girlfriend. They say his only weapon, 
against the maggot-eating ghouls who took her is a two-by-four. And you say you want to play this game? Splatterhouse. Only for the TurboGrafx-16 system from NEC. The opinions and views expressed on the Retro Game Guys podcast represent the views of the speaker alone and are not the views of our employers.